try again. Everything's really late tonight. I didn't hear my beer. There it is. All right, it's Thursday night. You're listening to Kayak Christian Radio. I'm Chip Gibson, Tree Hugger, and man, the switchboard is lit up tonight. We got folks in the chat room. Oh, now we're going to get a double one. I need to pour one for everybody else. All right, there we go. So, anyways... You're listening to Kayak Fishing Radio. It's Thursday night. Matt Trucks dropped off. Where'd you go, Matt? Yeah. High for the day in Tampa next Wednesday, 67. That ain't right. It's going to be like 80 degrees out there. All right, let me wrap up. Let me open up some people here. My uh, cohort in arms, Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo. Which one is it going to be? What's up with my music tonight? Mr. Becker, did you do something to my music, Mr. Becker? Or did I drop? There it is. Mr. Becker, are you there? Hmm. Let's see if Rob can hear me. Rob, can you hear me? Yeah. I got you. Yes, you got me? Okay. And then we'll bring in... Guess who? Bill Haywood Howard has joined us tonight, along with Rob DeVore. It's like old, old uh, alma mater days. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> technical, technical... Somebody got the... Somebody got the... I woke the kids I up. I button to work. <laughs> I, got, I woke the kids up. You did? I did. I woke Thank the kids you. up. Thank you. So we got we got Haywood online. We got Rob D., the bad backcast with us. Mr. Becker. Uh, Jim in Atlanta. He's there. Hey, Jim. Okay. He's doing some Morse code. And I think this is Matt. Did you come back in, Matt? Is that you, Matt? I'm here. Live. What happened, dude? You dumped. I don't know. It was just yeah. beep, beep, beep. I was like, oh. Beep, beep, beep. I, I, I made a few beeps myself and then called okay. back. All right. <laughs> Anyways, so we're here. It's Thursday night, and I know I wasn't going to use the F word, but uh, I'm I'm loading up. Yeah, here it goes. Watch, watch, everybody pull up the weather forecast for Central Florida and watch it change in the next ten minutes. Um, <laughs> we are check we're, Tampa. Yeah, we're headed south. <laughs> I won't. That ain't I won't funny, man. Definitely. That ain't funny, man. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care, man. I'm going. I'm gonna be down there. 
I'm going to go to the East Coast and drag it over there, and then I'm going to move back over to the West Coast and drag it back over there. You'll see a weather pattern come from east to west in Florida. If it happens, that's my fault. So, anyways, how are we doing tonight? Yeah? I'll be- everybody speak at once. <laughs> Bill, what have you been up to, man? Not much. Not much? Yeah? What do you know? Doing very little fishing. Working my ass off. Yeah? So, yeah, uh, we got a, a tournament coming up on April 12th. That's uh, that's kayak, what I was going to tell you. Kayak for Coop. Kayak for Coop. Yeah, Cooper oh. Vollmer is a two-year-old Sarasota boy with inoperable brain cancer, and he's going to be doing probably 70 weeks of uh, chemotherapy treatment. So we're having a uh, charity tournament for the family, um, raffling off two kayaks, a Hurricane Skimmer 116, and a, um, well, it's a it's a Skimmer 11-6 is what they call it. So it's, it's really like a 12-foot boat. Um, and a uh, native Slayer 12. We're selling raffle tickets uh, for those, and then we're having a big raffle after the tournament. Um, we got a ton of great prizes. Sponsor list as long as my leg. Um, half-day charter trips with Mark Nichols from DOA, custom rods, all kinds of tackle packs, shirts, you name it. Cool. And and how do we do we pre-register or register Saturday morning or Friday yeah, night? Yeah, you show up. Every, every, all everything's on on uh, paddle paddlefishing dot com. That's paddle dash fishing dot com. Um, click on the kayak for coop. All the um, all the information for the kayak raffle is there. Um, all the tournament information's there. Uh, where to meet up the morning to register, um, get the uh, you know get your score sheet, your token, and everything, and then um, the you know it, it has all the information on the on the uh, what we call pick and sips. That's where you come in, you turn your pictures in. All our tournaments are catch photo release. Turn um, you know turn in your score sheet, and they review your pictures and. What have you? So it's gonna be a good time. And and we plan on fishing it. So Yeah, um, you do. Me, the clone, my wife, we're all gonna be down there. Mr. Becker, are you gonna join us that day too? That is my expectation. Very good. Very good. So Don't we'll bring all... the bad weather with you. I I I it is not my intention, man. I was hoping that there would be bad weather now, you know, like not the best. And I would just be go to a weather transition person, not just the weather the bringer of bad weather. So, yeah. <laughs> but yes, so kayak for coop will be there. It should be fun, and there's no restriction on where you can fish, right? We can fish wherever. No, we're at. you can go anywhere from from you know where we uh, where we have the sign. It's going to be down in Sarasota. At uh, Ken Thompson Park, you can go anywhere from there as long as you're back by uh, two, three o'clock. Okay, cool. 
Roger that. So, yeah, we look forward to doing that. Like I said, there's a lot of great sponsors. Got some boats. Great, great yeah, little raffle going time. on. Yeah, it should be great, man. Get to meet some folks. Get to put some faces to some names there from the paddle fishing group, man. So. Yeah, and it's all for a great cause, too. Yes, absolutely. So, awesome, man. So, we'll make sure that uh, that word gets out. In fact, we'll put the link up on the page there so folks can see it. Um, do you have to be present to win the, the raffle stuff? Um, the, the, the after raffle, um, you know, for the prizes, mm-hmm. probably, um, for the kayak, I don't, I haven't really been dealing with the kayak raffle. I know they're, they're selling, you know, they're selling tickets online, so I don't think you have to be, uh, you know, you don't have to be present for that. And we can always work something out with somebody if you buy one online and, and mm-hmm. don't come. Yeah. Okay. And uh, some trips with uh, Mark Nichols, that would be great. That guy yeah, so what DOA um, donated uh, three prize packs of lures, you know, those big boxes of lures just stuffed with everything they make. Nice. I was awful jealous when I saw those. Uh, but then yeah. they threw in a, um, a half-day guided trip with, with Mark Nichols, so... Anybody that uses their lures, um, you would kill for a chance to fish with Mark Nichols. He has so much knowledge on the East Coast and saltwater fish in particular. Um, and if you ever wanted to learn how to use a DOA shrimp, <laughs> he's the, you know he's the inventor and he knows how to fish that thing. I know. So what, I think what we're gonna do with that trip is we're going to do like a silent auction with that and, you know, try to raise some serious money with, yeah, with that, that generous offer that they made. That would be cool. I know when I, when I yeah. met him at the DOA tournament a couple of years ago, the guy, I mean, and he's just, he's just the nicest guy. I mean, he's just walked the greatest up. Guy. Yeah. In fact, we got uh Sean Wagner joining us here from the East coast of Florida. Hey, Sean. Hey, how is everyone? All right. And Sean got, like, he got the luck dropped in his lap. He got a call. He was on the waiting list, and he is getting to fish the DOA tournament now. Yes, it was quite my lucky day. Yes. So I told him, I said, make sure you see Mark and just go up and just whatever you want. Just pick out of the, the little tackle box they give you and go up and ask him, how do I fish this? And be prepared to take notes, man, because the guy is, he is, it's incredible. The guy knows how to fish plastic baits, so, but, so cool. That, that, that would be well worth the, uh, the, the, uh, silent auction thing there. I think that'll do really well. Freaking awesome, man. So, this is the most people we've had in the chat, or in the chat, or not in the studio in a while here. But um, anyway, so yeah, we're uh, we're planning on uh, headed to uh, to Central Florida. Maybe if I don't say the exact spot, maybe it won't. Maybe the weather won't know where to go. It's just going to look for me. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm but, looking at the uh, wind forecast for next week, and of course, a lot of that can change. Yeah. But um, next Thursday, it's 
10 to 14. That's so not a big deal. Kind of all, it's kind of all over the place. Out of the, yeah. Out of the north, uh, north, northwest. Uh huh. So, I don't know. Maybe there's another front coming through. To find some lee 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 shore somewhere to fish. Yeah, that's all right. Don't we'll find. I got I got plenty of places we can go. That <laughs> we can get out of the land. Nice. All right. So. We could do that, and uh, and actually, uh, Sean is actually going to join us over at Cars this weekend. So, we'll be uh, headed up. I think we'll try the uh, lagoon on Sunday and see if we can't find find some uh, some schoolies up there. I've I've seen some pretty good reports from the guys over on Space Coast, so that ought to be fun. But I need me some fishing. Oh, cool! And Rob, are you there? Give him a chance to hit the mo- find the mute button. Yeah. yeah, I'm here. What's up? So, so how's the movie business, man? Now that you're a big, huh? famous, award-winning director and mo- filmologist. Not quite. Not quite. Um, it's uh, it's good. Um, I've got a, I've cleaned out the Mac and the. Uh, and the, uh, uh, the external hard drive, and got uh, got a clean slate, man. So, uh, still working on pre-production stuff for uh, Bass on the Road Two, working on soundtrack stuff, and uh, uh, compiling a couple of artists to do our uh, soundtrack music uh, contributors. Right. And. Uh, Everything we're we're like complete we're totally stoked about it, man. We're we can't wait. Right? You should do a spin off, man, you know, like here recently it looks like everybody that's watching like T V and stuff is into like Walking Dead, so you should do like Fishing Dead or something like that, man. <laughs> well, we got a, a lot of surprises and stuff. Uh, oh, and, uh, like a lot of surprises. There's some there's some surprises and so you know, when you when you mix up the Everglades in there, uh going to be quite uh there's a lot of lore lore and not lure but lore uh regarding the everglades so L-O-R-E, yes yeah we're going to mix up a lot of that stuff in there so uh it's going to be fun just doing some things uh, around town haven't been able to do it though because you know the weather's been terrible I, i've been I, actually i was questioning whether you were in town or not ah. whether you know, it's been it's been stellar all week, and then all of a sudden the weekend rolls around, and it's like a it's like a, <laughs> you know, a deluge. I'm like, damn it, Chip must be around. Chip said Florida sometime during the day, and it just been, yeah. made it crazy. Yeah, that's right. Uh-oh. But I'm uh, trying to do some, you know, getting some. I need to get out and do some photo session stuff and all sorts of stuff because uh, uh, the website is uh, coming around. So uh, uh, my buddy uh, Andrew is putting together my uh, website, and okay. pretty soon we'll have a Yaktastic Adventures website. Yaktastic Adventure cool. website, very cool. Yeah. So when do you think so, that's so, going to go live? Uh, sooner rather than later. I should be getting the first uh, treatments here uh, any day now. Okay. All right. So, well, let uh, us know. But, you know, just yeah, 
It'll have be you cool. been getting have you been getting like some feedback and stuff from the uh from the film festival things? Yeah, um the the Facebook page is kinda of blowing up. We're getting a lot of uh a lot of likes on the Facebook page. So I can only guess that people are they're showing the film because, um I mean I don't I don't know exactly where or when. People I've been getting a lot of emails uh from folks uh on the you know that are getting ready to go to the festival and, and they're they're like, Hey, is is uh everyday push playing? And I'm like, I don't know, you know, email your uh so message out to everybody. If you're going to the film festival and you wanna know if everyday push or Bass on the Road is playing, email the person on your it, the, the schedule is on their website, the uh Real Paddling Film Festival website. And sorry, my bird is getting rather loud there. Um anyway uh, email the uh, whoever your event coordinator is uh, for your area, and they should, you know. And if you want to request it, be more than well, you know, you're more than welcome to. So, um, they're, you know, they can pick from the short list of films, and uh, if you want to see it, man, by all means, email them. That. Yeah, hey Rob, it's Matt. I I tried to see your films up here in Jersey. I even brought my video camera so I could bootleg it. <laughs> and uh, they didn't show it. It was unfortunate. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> nah, it's I, really, I wasn't going to really feel like it, but... <laughs> it, it's 53 minutes, so it's kind of long. Uh, so w- where can we rent it? <laughs> you know, go to uh, put it on Netflix or blockbuster.com or something? <laughs> I don't know yet. We're we're still kind of tossing around all of that stuff, so, um, you know, it's, it's, up to, it's up to Mike. Um, you know, we're... I don't just go, oh, yeah, you know, well, we're going to do this. You know, I try to confer with Mike and see what we can, see what he wants to do with it and stuff like that. So. Cool. Well, keep us, let us know what you, um, when we can see it because I'm really interested Absolutely. in seeing all your films. Absolutely, man. And, and you know, I'm I'm stoked that anybody wants to see it, really. I mean, it's re- I think it's really, really good. And, you know, I'm just stoked that. You know, the the teaser is excellent, and yeah, I'm sure that's that's what that's one reasons I want to see it. Definitely, nice work. Thank you. Very cool. Let me uh, say hi to another one showing up here. My gosh, man, the room is almost full. Move over. It's Chuck with the beard. Yo. Yo, man. That film is fantastical. Fantastical. It's, it's yeah, yak-tastical. It, it, it is yak-tastical. Listen, I'm straight, I mean, I'm going to tell you I was honored to be able to see it in person for the first time when they first debuted it, and uh, it, there's just, there's no, there's no level of words that can describe what that, what that film can do for a person's soul, their future. I mean, I'm not even kidding around. Like, it, it's literally, it's deep, dude. Like, deep. Crazy deep, like awesome. Thanks, right. dude. And he's just saying that because he's in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no I'm not yeah. at all. I mean, I promise <laughs> you, I'm not. I mean, honestly, I'm sitting there and I'm watching a movie, and I've known Mike for for a little while. I haven't known him a really long time, but I've known Mike for a while, and obviously, no Rob, you know, forever. And um, I'm just as I'm watching the video, I keep my jockeys like dropping, and I keep looking over at Mike, and and I'm like, wow. Like I didn't know that about the guy, and and it's just, just it, it, whatever. Just see it. That's it. 
you guys should put it out on DVD. We should be promoting it. You should be selling it, and that's that. You would you would put them on the on the on the shelf there at uh, at the uh, outfitter shop, right? Absolutely, dude. I'd play that thing on a loop on my fifty-eight inch TV I've got in my shop now. It's it's very inspirational. <laughs> so. <laughs> It is. And for awesome. for folks that might listen to the podcast, or there's some guests in the chat room that are listening in tonight, if you're not sure what we're talking about, there's a a festival called the Real the Real Paddling Film Festival. Is that it? Yes, that's All it. Right. And uh, and uh, Rob uh, produced, filmed a video called Everyday Push and Bass on the Road. And Everyday Push is about, what's Mike's last name? Coneen. Uh, Mike Coneen. And they, uh, it, it's it's just, it's an incredible, I don't know if I want to give out any spoilers for anybody who's not seen the video or at least seen the trailer, but it's on, if you do uh, YouTube, it's on the Yaktastic site, right? Yeah. Or at on, least the trailer. Uh, if, you go to, if you go to our, our Vimeo page, it's Yaktastic Adventures on Vimeo. Um, okay. And you should be able to find it. It's the... It's the featured video, uh, the second trailer there. Yeah, and that's the trailer. Oh, but the the whole video it, it, is. I mean, the the story is pretty simple. Um, you know, Mike uh, was was injured in a uh, four wheeler uh, ATV accident, um, and uh, it's pretty much his story. And he loves kayak fishing, and uh, he's uh, paralyzed, and uh, he gets out in his kayak and does it all by himself, loads up his kayak, throws it in the back of his truck, you know, gets in the water all by himself, and, you know, that's his deal. So it's a really, you know, his story is pretty inspiring because here's a guy that doesn't have any legs and he's out doing stuff, you know. Yeah. uh, You know, doing stuff that, you know, people can't even get off the couch and do, you know. So it's just, it's an inspiring story, man. Chuck will tell you. It really is. It really is. Well, well, I mean, I'll tell you, it's the one thing is like the little part that I'm in the in the video. I was just talking. Rob asked me to say a little something about Mike. And the first time I met Mike, uh, we were at a cleanup out of the out of the Mosquito Lagoon. Mm-hmm. And Mike uh, comes rolling over in his wheelchair, and he said, "Hey guys, I'm going to follow you if that's cool." I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely, it's awesome." So, and I knew of Mike. You know, it's just the first time I ever met him face to face. So. I watch him unload his kayak all by himself out of the back of the truck, slide it down, and ease his way down to the water. Well, once he's in the water, he's just like everybody else. You know, he's got full upper body capabilities. I watch this guy pull up to an island in the Mosquito Lagoon and get out of the kayak and using his paddle, break, he broke his paddle in half, you know, like pull it apart, using his paddle like crutches, he, he like walks his way up the bank to clean up trash around the island. Think yeah. about that for a second. This dude is confined to a wheelchair, and he got out of the kayak using a paddle like crutches and went up and cleaned up and got a, a bag full of trash. It was the, the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I'm just like, wow. Nobody yeah. has any excuses not to do something good for the environment. Gives you, <laughs> you, gives you perspective, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And, and not to mention that he's – Straight up, the guy is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I mean, he really, really is. And uh, I'm honored to call him a friend, just like the rest of you fine folks. Right. We paid We paid him to say that part. So. 
I'm honored so, to be Redfish oh, Chuck's friend. So. Yeah, yeah. You're the famous Redfish Chuck. Hey, Chuck, man, what's the, what's the latest fishing report for the lagoon, man? It's been on fire. Yeah? It's been on fire. Uh, our so it's going to be like windy and up. raining on Sunday, right? <laughs> Probably. Um, it's actually, the breeze is picking up tonight. This morning it was completely flat. The river was like a, a giant sheet of glass. Our, uh, our finger mullet are showing up real thick, so uh, fish are getting a little bit more aggressive. The topwater trout bite's been on fire. Uh, lots of really nice sea trout. Um, I guess I would say the average size is 18 inches to 24, 25 inches. And uh, occasionally you get one over that. I know several people in the last couple of weeks that have pulled 30-inch fish, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, the redfish are still grouped up. They're in small groups, small packs. Every now and again, you find them tailing, that kind of thing. And then uh, where you're going to be, Mr. Gibson, uh, yesterday, Captain Alex Garichki laid eyes on over 200 black drum. That no. were pushing 30 pounds. Yep. Oh, so, my goodness. Uh, there'll be a very good possibility for you to catch some big uglies. Uh, the sheephead bite's been incredible. So, I mean, it, it, things are good, man. This is, this is the time of year right now where... Everything's kind of coming out of that dormant stage where the water's really cold and they're feeding on crustaceans now. The mullet are showing up, so they're starting to get a little bit more aggressive, and uh, the water's still been pretty clean. Um, and the wind dies down in the afternoon or in the late evenings and early mornings, it's dead. The water's nice and calm. I mean, it's, it's, it's great, man. It's great fishing. Cool. So what time yeah. on Sunday morning, man? Uh, oh, dark 30. Okay. It'd be no, really. It'd be like seven. It'd probably be like seven, seven thirty somewhere in there. We'll we'll put in and go play for a while. I gotta go to work at noon, but we'll go play for a bit and find some fish. Okay, we're gonna have a friend here. He's on the line right now. Sean Wagner. I don't know if. Hey, uh, yeah. So Sean will be there. He's gonna show up Friday. Is Alex already out at Cars? Yeah. Yeah. Alex, okay. The uh, the Garichki Homestead is is in place. <laughs> He's already put it in place. I asked Christine a couple of weeks ago, and she said, no, I haven't seen Alex yet. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's there. He's there. Okay. I was just out there the other day dropping off a kayak for him to use for uh, a charter. So, um, yeah, and like I said, I went out and I did a little fun fishing with him looking for some sheephead, and um, it's been a while since I went sheephead fishing, so my timing wasn't exactly on and uh, missed a bunch of fish, but... Like I say, he was out with some clients, and he was looking for those same sheep that missed when he stumbled across those drums. So, cool. They're uh, they won't be going anywhere. Yeah, are they out around the little spoil islands and stuff? Yep. Okay. All right. So, awesome. All right. Well, um, I think we've run through the list. Said hi to everybody. So it's time, and one of the reasons that we have Sean on the show with us tonight, he uh, he wrote an article. And Mr. Becker, was it really difficult to edit? No. No. Okay. It was okay. <laughs> Anyways, Sean's here, and we're going to go into our, our new thing we've been calling uh, our tech time, our tech talk. And actually, Sean was one of the people who bothered me until we started doing it. But anyways, we're opening the door. Watch your head, everybody. Come on in. We're going to talk tech. Kayak Tech. And like I said, tonight our uh, guest for ta- ta- 
Tech Talk. Sean Wagner uh, goes by uh, Florida Navy Vet in the chat room there. And uh, tell us about your article, Sean. Man, what was? How can I get satellite coverage in my kayak? Yeah. So the uh, the catalyst for for writing this, obviously, um, Mark and Adam are you know wanting a bunch of us to try to put together articles and blogs for you know the Yak Angler website. Um, you know, having a tech background, I it just kind of lean towards the tech side of things. Um, you know, besides kayaking, I've spent a bunch of time out on the water. You know, sailing, diving over the years through the Bahamas, Caribbean. Last year, I I, I helped my dad kind of live out a bit of a lifelong dream and, and help take a sailboat down to, to Panama. Made uh, first half of the trip. You know, when you're offshore. Um, one of the big things is obviously safety, right? We all know, you know, high visibility, have a flag, you know, have a, you know, signaling device, take your VHF and, and all of that. But if something really goes wrong, none of that's really going to help anybody find you. Um, and if you talk to anybody who's ever done search and rescue operations, particularly offshore, it all looks the same. If you're not directly within a 20 to 50 yard block you know, over who you're trying to rescue, you're simply not going to see them. Um, that's why the visibility is important. Um, so this article talks about, you know, the satellite tracking, the GPS signal, not only you know, the typical GPS that tells you where you are at, but this is a GPS signaling device. So once it's activated, it sends to the rescue center your coordinates and then obviously, you know, notifies rescue operations here, you know, Coast Guard or whatever region you're in, um, gives them the, the fact that there is an emergency, identifies you to the you know, device ID, gives them the coordinates, and dispatches you know, rescue out. Um, so there's a couple of main devices on the market. Uh, one is uh, by a company called Spot or Find Me Spot, and the other one is from Briar Tech called the Cerberus. They effectively work the same, and, but they use two different satellite networks. Um, for anybody who's familiar with any sort of GPS technology, um, particularly when it comes to GPS satellite phones, um, there's uh, the Iridium network, which arguably has absolute complete coverage of the entire planet. That is the one that most professional mariners, um, travelers, etc., will use. Um, complete coverage offshore, middle of the ocean, middle of the you know Himalayas, wherever you're at. It has it covered. Um, the other one is, um, you know, Global Star, and they're more terrestrial based and out to typically 100 miles offshore. So it'll cover the complete United States and all the coastal areas. But if you're going to be going way offshore, then you're going to want to make sure you have a device like a Cerberus that goes beyond what um, the spot will will cover. Where spot the cost is a little bit lower, has great coverage. And as I started putting this article together, you know, I, I of course wrote it and started, you know, jotting down ideas with what I was relating to and that's being offshore. But the more I thought about it, any you know, these areas where there's a lot of, you know, marshal uh, marshes, you know, tidal areas along the coast, it's real easy to to get lost back in there. Um, here recently there was an article of a kayaker in the middle of Florida over near Sebring, 
um, got lost, some bad weather cropped up, um, something happened to the kayak, and it was a day and a half before anybody could find him out there on the river. Um, so that was on a river in the middle of Florida that you know you don't think twice about. It's like I'm on the river, I'll park, I'll paddle up a couple miles, we'll fish, come back, um, you know, or somebody picks me up a few miles down the river. Um, but had that individual had a, a satellite tracking device, then rescue would have known immediately where where they were at. Hmm. So um, the devices, uh, Spot has a couple of different models. So they have the base model, which is the Spot itself, and then they've got one called the Spot Connect. Spot Connect has uh, some Bluetooth functionality that you can tie to your smartphone, whether it's an Android or an iPhone, and has a little application that you can send small 40-character text-based message, messages back. So this way I can send a quick message, uh, ran into an issue. You know, if I'm in an area where I have zero cell phone coverage, um, I can still tether it to the device and send a message via the, the satellite, the GPS satellites, um, and get my message out. Uh, Cerberus, there's only one model. Again, it's on the Iridium. It's kind of a, a little more higher-end unit. Everything is built into the one model. Um, Spot also has a, a new device out called uh, the Trace, and it's really designed more for attaching to things like boats, RVs, where it's stationary, it's plugged in. If the device moves, like if you know you, you go put your RV in storage, you know you've got your your trailer there, chip, you park it in storage, you know you're off somewhere. Next thing you know, you're getting an alert that your trailer is moving. Um, you know, it's just alerting you the fact that it's you know uh, now mobile. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's you know, cool. Here in, um, you know, here in, in Florida, um, the Gulf Stream comes really, really close, particularly here in Palm Beach County. As you get further south, Fort Lauderdale and, and Miami, you know, Dade County, there it's still further out. So a lot of the a lot of the guys who are doing a lot of offshore kayaking tend to go out of Fort Lauderdale because you can paddle out a couple of miles and you're really not in the Gulf Stream yet, and you're, you get out two, three hundred feet of water fish for the day and, and paddle back. And while it's a, it's a serious workout, it's pretty reasonable to expect that you can land you know, where you launched. Um, versus here in Palm Beach County, if I go a mile out shore, now I'm on the edge of the Gulf Stream, and I'm going to be heading north uh, at two to three knots. Even if I'm not paddling, I'm now drifting. I'm now heading north. Um, you know, we hook into a big fish, go for a serious sleigh ride. Now I'm a couple more miles offshore. Um, you know, now I'm not where I'm supposed to be. You know, I'm supposed to be picked up in, say, Boynton Beach, and now I'm further north or I'm further out and I can't get back in. Now I'm beyond where my cell signal covers. You know, I'm, I'm too far offshore. Um, you know, with the GPS tracking device, one of the cool features is if you're being dropped off and someone's tracking you, you know, we all, we all talk about safety and, you know, filing a float plan, right? You know, telling your wife, your significant other, your buddy, whoever, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going over here. This is my plan. I'm going to launch in this area. We're going to fish for a few hours, and I should be back in by 5 or 6, and I expect to be here. Um, all right, well, I have a general idea where you're going to go. Well, we've all had this happen where we show up to an area and say, well, this is where we're going to fish for the day. We take off. We get there. Conditions are bad, you know, too much, you know, water traffic, whatever the case is. And we decide, hey, uh, there's this other spot 30 miles up the road. Let's just go hit it. Well, 
you know, you can call and, and say, well, now we're changing our plans, but a lot of times we don't remember to do that. Um, with both of these devices, both the Spot and the Cerberus, they have websites that track it. Now, you can make them publicly available and both have features where you, know, you can go to your social media, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, and, and post updates. Um, but ideally, they're just private, right? So if I'm going to head offshore for the day, I'm going to give the passcode to my wife or have my wife know what the passcode is to the website so she can log in and see where I'm at. Um, she can see, you know, hey, I, when he's getting up close to this point, I'm going to go pick him up. Uh, if something happens, I go too far north, she knows something's wrong, and now she knows where I'm at. Um, so it's it's just a fantastic safety feature, and these aren't real expensive. And um, the Spot, for example, is, you know, depending on which model you get, a hundred, couple hundred dollars. Uh, you can get them at any of the big box sporting goods stores. They sell them. Um, some other electronics retailers sell them, uh, Best Buy, places like that. Um, the annual service contract for monitoring is about $99 a year with Spot. Um, the Cerberus is a little more. They're four to $600. Um, and again, it's a different network, and it's a couple hundred dollars a year uh, for the service with them. So depending on where you're going, the quality of the device, and you know what kind of budget and where you're going to be, um, you know, I've been using a spot for a couple of years. Um, last year, when we took the sailboat down, um, tracking constantly. You know, we could look. The family could look on the website. They could see where we were at, even though we had, you know, way beyond what VHF could communicate back to Florida. You know, cell phone coverage was non-existent. You know, depending on where we were at, sometimes we'd pass, you know, one of the bigger islands, and we'd be able to get a cell phone signal for a little while. Um, and call and check in, but the rest of the time, the family was able to log on the website and see, hey, look, they're passing Andros. Oh, look, they're they're now over here. Now they're getting down to the Exumas. They could track and see where we're at, where the course. Um, so they knew, you know, for example, last year we were supposed to head into Long Island. That was going to be one of our stops on the way down. We had a mechanical problem with the outdrive. Um, we had no communication to, you know, call back and let. You know, the family know, hey, there was a problem. Um, we changed course. We head into Georgetown because uh, Georgetown has a big marina, and we knew there were facilities there. So we figured, you know, we had a far better chance of being able to make our repairs there. We changed course. Uh, as soon as we changed course and started heading over to uh, Georgetown, everybody knew that something was wrong. That's not where they're supposed to be going. So they were kind of standing by to, to, to find out what happened. Um, you know, for a couple hundred dollars a year, you know, these things are just something you can clip on the front of your, your kayak. Uh, clip them on, you know, let them, you know, have access to the sky. You know, don't throw them down in the hall or, you know, pack them in the bottom of your tackle box. You know, just clip them on somewhere. Clip them onto the crate, clip them onto the front. Um, they just sit there and do their thing. You know, this way the family can see where you're at. Um, they know when something goes wrong, you can hit a panic button and, you know, everybody will get notified. Um, you know, besides notifying security, they can also, you know, send a message back to, you know, your wife, significant other, whoever, that, you know, something is wrong and I just tripped the emergency and notified rescue that I need help. So a couple hundred dollars, it's, uh, it, it, you know, great insurance to have on our kayaks. Mm-hmm. And I, I know um, not too long ago, a couple of years back, 
if you bought a kayak, depending upon, there was a couple of manufacturers that were, you know, you got a coupon for a spot uh, with the kayak. I don't know. Um, sometimes I see the, uh, you know, if you get a year subscription or something, you'll you, they'll send you the free device. And I know that uh, Ram mounts, they have a special mount, so you can mount the spot right there, you know, using a, a Ram ball or a star mount or something like that. But And, cool, you put the link up there in the chat room um, for the kayak tracking and safety. Very cool. And so... About 100 bucks for the device and another 100 a year for the tracking. I've seen. I know. Uh, I think. I think maybe D was using one when they were doing the IRL tour. She was posting the little tracks as they paddled the IRL. Do you do you have those at the at the outfitter there, Chuck? Or do you have anything like that? Or I don't yet, but I'm going to. Um, that's that's. It's it's a great topic, man, because we get a lot of guys that are starting to get into going offshore in their kayaks here, and I've been in the past ridiculed on multiple different forums for telling people that if you go out with the bare minimum you're supposed to have from Coast Guard to be in a kayak, you're an idiot. And um, that's a fact. Yeah. No, I I totally agree. Two hundred bucks, three hundred, heck, a thousand dollars isn't is a small price to pay to be able to pretty much guarantee your return, <laughs> you know, one way or another um, to, your, to your loved ones. I mean, we have, we've had three, in the last 10 years here in Brevard County, we've lost three kayakers off our beach. You know, it happens in a lot of different places. Like I said, you know, there was one over in the central, you know, central part of Florida there near Sebring. Uh, a guy was just paddling, kayaking, wasn't even, I don't think he was out fishing, just paddling and something happened and didn't come home that night and, you know, family yeah. called the, the police and said, Hey, he's missing. Where's he at? They sent, you know, the wildlife officials out up and down. They couldn't find him. It was a day and a half later. Yeah. And it was like 50 degrees out. So he was, you know, already beginning to have, you know, symptoms from, you know, exposure to, you know, the cool weather. Absolutely. And, and what about our, our most recent activity down in the Everglades, Chuck? Do you think a couple of those guys would have been glad to have had something like that with them when they were lost out there on their 21-mile trek that night? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I, I could tell you from experience, not from being out in the Gulf Stream in a kayak, because I have yet to do that, which I will do that this year, but um, being out that far in the ocean or even without out of sight of land in the ocean is a very sinking, humbling feeling when, when a motor cuts out in a powerboat. I can't imagine how that would feel to lose a paddle or to be wounded or injured in some form or fashion and not be able to call for help. And uh, that's, as you said, it's a great big ocean out there. And it's, it's as the guys are pushing the envelope, you know, year in and year out, you, you see it, man. I mean, look at the guys out in Hawaii. Those guys can do what they do within eyesight of, of the beach. But um, it's, it's unfortunate, but statistics aren't going aren't gonna to lie. Well, at the end of the year... You know, it's going to be sad to see how many people we lose off our coast because it's getting. Yeah, and, and uh, it's not even the extreme stuff. I mean, it could be simple stuff. I mean, even the boondoggle, the first day, you know, um, a couple of us decided we were going to go out and launch right there from Crooked River State Park, and you know, with the waterways and that seven-foot tide, we 
we went out and the wind was picking up and we decided, you know, we gotta we gotta get back. Thankfully, you know, the cell phones all worked. But I was actually kicking myself for you know, for not having the spot on the kayak when I had it in the R V. Right. Um you know, the wind was, you know, blowing friggin' twenty, thirty knots, gusting and at one point we had to get out and, and hike along a beach dragging our you know, kayaks just to try to get back to the you know, the park. Uh definitely miserable and you know, the wife was like, Hey, where are you at? When are you coming back? And <laughs> Yeah. I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm in the mud right we now. Had a, we had a lady. Sorry, we had a lady yep, get lost in a, on a kayak. When the tide fell out, she kind of got disoriented. She was trying to, you know, get off, get out of the back country before the uh, tide completely left, and she made a couple wrong turns and literally spent the entire night out there. And, again, it was cold and miserable, a little rainy, and uh cell phone died and they just so happened to find her the next day i don't know how they ended up finding her but they just stumbled upon her so she was lucky but yeah it could happen inshore it could happen at a lake it could happen going down the little econ or the st john's river here in florida or any anywhere you know yeah yeah you know i didn't really cover it in the article but i mentioned it towards the end is you know the other the other gps device is a, is a plb you know personal locator beacon um you know, and anybody who, you know, goes offshore, those types of areas, you know, you, you buy these West Marine, uh, you know, ACR makes them. They're $400, $500. Again, you know, about $100 a year for the service. Um, you know, offshore in a sailboat, you know, or offshore in a kayak, um, that PLB is attached to my PFD so that if I go in the water and I lose my kayak, I can activate that and you can find me. You know, the... Spot or the Cerberus is attached to the kayak, you'll find the boat. But if I'm not in the boat, that doesn't exactly help me a whole lot. So Absolutely. you get in areas like that, man. You put a PLB on your your flotation device this way. You know, if you you come out for whatever reason, um, you know, you're you're definitely not swimming two or three miles back to shore. Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> and uh, Rob had to take off, but uh, he had an incident over there in. Uh, um, Clearwater fishing with a buddy and they got out just past the breakers and the guy swamped his boat and you know how quickly you may be the most confident waterman going but when stuff happens you know Murphy's Law kicks in and it goes bad real bad real quick and people panic I mean it's not something that you expect to happen and people panic and next thing you know you're separated from your boat you're floating around out there. Now we uh, we always we always uh, uh, say you know if there is a question there should be no question you know it's safe and uh, so the new devices the technical gear and that's one of the things you know with our our little series here on electronics and then all these are self-contained they have batteries right so the what's kind of the battery life on like the spot device with um the lithium batteries, the spot uses double A's, uh, mm-hmm. lithium batteries you can use, and they'll last somewhere between five to seven days, uh, wow. nonstop coverage. So about once a week you'll change out a set of batteries. That's if you just leave it on and it's running 24-7. Um, the Cerberus has got built-in batteries, and you just plug it into a USB device and it recharges. And, again, those those things will run, you know, days on end. Right. Cool. All right. Well, man, thanks for for 
bringing that to us tonight and being the the main focus here on on our tech talk and we'll uh we'll do it again next week i mean it's been kind of fun we've been talking about electronics and you know in your boat and a kayak folks just don't think of a plastic boat but uh appreciate you to to bring that to us and the link is uh, yakango.com forward slash how dash two dash paddling forward slash item forward slash three zero one seven kayak tracking and safety with some hash marks in between or the uh, dashes in between those. But if you just go to yakangler.com and go to their pa- how to paddling articles, you'll find it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was going to make that joke too. <laughs> Somebody might've had a spot in their bag with them or something, but they didn't have it turned on. But anyway, so cool. Well, man, that was all the way around the corner again. Thanks, Sean. And we're up at the top. Yep. Chuck, Sean is going to be pulling into cars on Friday evening, right? Yeah, we should be there hopefully 6, 7 o'clock. Okay. So um, I think Alex is already out there. And uh, what, time's the, what time's the outfitting shop open, Chuck? Uh, on what day? Well, how about like uh, Friday? How Saturday. late are you open on Friday? <laughs> Uh, our, our business hours are 10 to 6, Tuesday through Saturday, and noon to 5 on Sunday. Okay, cool. Uh, I guess, Sean, you used not to be an early there. riser, so, you know, we don't sell, we don't sell bait, so Dude. I don't try and get out of bed at the butt crack of I still want to, yeah, I still want to try to come by and see the shop, you know, just down here in South Florida, so I'm going to be right there. I'd like to come by and check it out. Absolutely. And, uh... Chuck, just give it up, man. Beauty sleep ain't going to help. What? I said beauty sleep ain't going to help, man. Give it up. Oh, uh, dude, come on, man. I'm, I know I'm ugly. Why do you think I grow a beard? You got to check out Rob DeVore's video on the 58-inch TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah kid. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to getting out there and seeing you. And like I said, Sunday morning, definitely we have to think. You're going to be able to show up on Sunday, right? Yeah, I'll be there Sunday morning. Like I said, I'll have to dip out a little early, but uh, I will be there. Okay. All right. And if nothing else, swing by Saturday evening, man. Or we we should be in. I'm trying to leave early enough on Saturday morning. We clones got school tomorrow. Wife has to work, so we can't we can't depart until early Saturday morning. But I'm gonna to try to get there around lunchtime. So, and then we'll be there until. Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. So Sounds hopefully good. it stays on fire and the weather doesn't get get locked in. So let's go around the horn. It's uh, getting close close to closing time here. Matt, I hear that the ice is breaking up and there might be hope for you yet. Ice is gone. Sixty five degrees today. I'm going fishing on Saturday. <laughs> going fishing on Saturday. What are you going to be targeting yeah. up there in Jersey, man? Uh, I'm going to go for the largemouth bass who should be out there feeding now, uh, starting anyway. That's Saturday. Then Sunday is Torquedo Big Rig Test number one. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Uh-huh. Cool. All right. Well, good luck on that. And uh, let me see. Jim, North Atlanta, what's going on, man? Where are you fishing this weekend? I fished yesterday most of the day, so I think this weekend I'm going to do chores. 
Um, what? I think it's going to be raining on Saturday. Yeah, raining on Saturday. Sunday's going to clear up. It, but I think just I'm, keep it anchored up here in Atlanta. That's what I'm going to do. But I fished okay. yesterday and I caught, you know, bass and black crappie and um, some brim. So I kind of got that, uh, you know, got that out of my system. Right. Got any size to any of them? The black crappie, um, really nice black crappie. They, you know, they blew off the beds and then they came back on the beds and they were, you know, bigger than my hand, about I don't know, twelve, fourteen, wider than your hand. Nice, nice black crappie. Yeah. Nice. All right. And Chuck, Chuck's going to be working in the shop. Time flies, hustling <laughs> kayaks. Hey. Until Sunday. Then he's going to come out and show us where all the tail and fish are. Well, and then also, too, don't we have a uh, don't we have a species we have to try and locate? Yes, we do. Yes. The, for, a certain, for a certain lady? The, the better half is she's after tarpon, man. She wants to see a tarpon. She doesn't care how big it is. She wants to catch a tarpon. Well, I have good news to report. Uh-huh. That, uh... Two days ago, I was in the general vicinity of what I like to refer to as the tarpon hole, and uh, I put nine tarpon in the air and put one in my hand. So they're here. Nice. Just the little babies? Uh, about five pounders. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, relatively speaking, yes, babies, <laughs> but uh, still a nice fish nonetheless. Roger that. Okay, so we'll look forward to that, man. And we'll we'll have to put a blindfold on Sean, so I swear him. No, secrets. no, it's okay. There's no secrets. No secrets. <laughs> All right then. Alan blind. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, Mr. Becker. Sir, are you going to be able to make it over, or are we just going to wait until we see you in the middle of the week? Yeah, I probably won't see you on the East Coast. Uh, probably, uh, I'll probably be waiting over here in the monsoon. I'm getting out my ring gear now and, uh, and tying down everything that's loose in the backyard so that uh, we're, we're all set for your arrival in the Tampa Bay area. Yeah, we, we I called Atlanta you know, International and told them to put the no-tams out and all that good nice. stuff. So, so. Nice. There's right. airbats all over the southeast now as a result of your plans. <laughs> all right. And Sean, you're you're packing up. You should be there. You should be in cars tomorrow evening. Yes, sir. We're uh, we're loading up, trying to uh, make sure we got all the food for the RV and get all the uh, fishing gear loaded up tomorrow. And kid gets out of school at four. We're uh, we're hitting the road. Hitting the road. Okay, man. And uh, so, a couple of hours. I'm thinking, Sean, if we leave here eh, about four, we should be there hopefully around six thirty. Okay. All right, and you know the code, just let them know, and we'll see you there on Saturday. Looking forward to it. And then I guess uh, next week's broadcast will probably be coming to you from uh, the south side of Tampa Bay, and we may will be uh, actually be in the studio with Mr. Becker next week. So awesome. And – I plan on just enjoying the heck out of uh, fishing and watching people fish and having a good time. So look forward to getting down there and seeing you guys again. So want to thank you again, Sean. Thanks for, for being our, our, our main, uh, our main uh, information center for tech talk tonight. Thanks. 
Happy to happy to be on. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Matt, you guys stay warm up there. Break out the shorts. It's going to get warmer, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Mr. Becker, we'll be uh, talking to you here pretty soon also. Looking that'll, forward to it. That'll do it Sounds for good. Kayak. All right. That'll do it for tonight. Kayak Fishing Radio. Good night, all. Take a kid fishing, and we'll see you next week. Tight lines.